welcome and a blessed and happy Pentecost, a happy long weekend if you live in Canada. And I, I just wanted to say that as numbers go down and as we all get fully vaccinated, we can start to look forward to the time when we can all gather together again to worship and to sing even. I, there is no pressure. I mean, come back when you feel safe. Don't come back before you feel safe. But it's just something, just something to anticipate. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. the prayer of the day together. Mighty God, you breathe life into us and your spirit brings truth to the world. Send us this spirit, transform us by your truth and give us language to proclaim your gospel through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Acts, the second chapter, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. 
Now, there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us, in our own language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own language, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. Psalm 104, verses 24 through 34, and the second half of verse 35. O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the sea, great and wide. Creeping things innumerable are there, living things, both small and great. There go the ships, and Leviathan that you form to sport in it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works, who looks on the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. The second reading is from Paul's letter to the Romans, the eighth chapter. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, 
and not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now, hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I'm going to tell two stories that I think might have something to do with what happened at Pentecost. The first is about an experience I had with my mother after, after she died. Not a long time after she died, but sometime after she died. I experienced my mother's presence and who she was so vividly, so intensely. It was as like it was the essence of my mom. And it was, I felt that I knew who she was at that moment better than I had known her in this life. My, my point here is I recognized her. I recognized this, this presence. The second story is something I read this week. The writer, it's from a book I read this week, the writer talks about how he was always, from the time he was a child, aware of the presence of Jesus. And then he describes how, at one time, he met John XXIII, who was a pope, from 1958 to 1963, so not very long. And he says, when I met John the 23rd, I recognized in him, I recognized the presence of Jesus, the same presence, the same Jesus that I had always known. And I think something like this, my recognizing my mom and, and this man recognizing the presence of Jesus, orders of magnitude different, but something kind of like this must have happened to the first Christians with the Spirit. I think maybe they recognized the presence of Jesus in the Spirit. Before this, before Jesus died and rose and, and left them physically, they had seen, they had recognized the presence of the Spirit in Jesus, the Spirit of God. And they knew this spirit from the Bible, from the scriptures. Although 
that's a little bit mysterious. Of, of course, it is. There is a Hebrew word, ruach. That's the best I can do with the pronunciation. Please forgive me if, if you have a good knowledge of Hebrew. Um, it means wind or breath or spirit. So sometimes we're not sure quite exactly what is meant. A ruach from God swept over the deep at creation or hovered over the waters. God breathed the ruach into human beings at creation. Job talks about the ruach in his nostrils. The ruach bends the trees. And it may seem weird, maybe, to us to use the same word for all of these things. But in all these cases, ruach, it's invisible, and it, it makes things move. Ruach, it's an invisible power. It's an energy that animates, that makes things go, as we sometimes say. And when, when someone has no more ruach, they die. Everything has its own ruach, but this ruach comes from God. It's ultimately, it's God's ruach, God's invisible, life-giving presence and power, God's spirit. So in the book of Exodus, God sends a strong ruach from the east to make a path through the sea for the fleeing slaves. Psalm 104 that we just heard says, when you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their ruach, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your ruach, they are created and you renew the face of the ground. In him, we live and move and have our being, Paul says. The Ruach fell on prophets and priests and kings and leaders of the people. Power from God, wisdom from God, strength from God. Or to put it another way, God's power, God's wisdom, God's strength, God's spirit. Isaiah chapter 11, in this famous passage, talks about a king, a messiah, a shoot from the stump of Jesse, a descendant of David, the Ruach of the Lord shall rest on him, the ruach of wisdom and understanding, the ruach of counsel and might, the ruach of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and he will bring justice for the poor and he will destroy their oppressors. And the wolf shall live with the lamb and the lion shall eat straw like the ox and the little child will put its hand on, on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on my, all my holy mountain, the Messiah will bring a new creation where evil and suffering and hurt and destruction are no more. Ezekiel says, thus says the Lord, a new heart I will give you and a new ruach I will put within you and I will remove from your body the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my ruach within you and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. The Hebrew word ruach was translated as pneuma in Greek. And just some of the same, there's an overlap in meanings there, but they're not exactly the same. We translate pneuma and ruach often, not always, because it doesn't, a spirit 
and English. And this actually makes things a little bit difficult for us because spirit does not have the same kind, breadth and depth of meaning as, as Ruach. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High, at least not for us, at least not for us. Okay, back to the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The angel tells Mary, the spirit, the Numa, the Ruach is over Mary the way the Ruach was over the waters. And this is the beginning of a new creation. And when Jesus, 30 years later, is baptized by John in the Jordan, the Spirit descends on him and a voice from heaven says, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. As at the beginning, we have water, we have the, the Spirit, and with you I am well pleased. And God saw that it was good. Genesis says, again, we have a new creation. And the one who brings the new creation, the descendant of David, the Messiah. His disciples, those who followed him, saw and recognized the Spirit of God in him and in what he was doing. In the power of the Spirit, Ruach, Jesus healed and taught, feasted with sinners and losers. He preached good news to the poor, debated and challenged the rich and the powerful. And in the end, they killed him. But then, Paul says, the Spirit raised Jesus from the dead, the Spirit of God. God recreates Jesus. He rises and he says, and this is at the very beginning of the book of Acts. He says, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He says, I can't tell you. You know, they ask him, he says, I can't tell you when the kingdom will come. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. And when the Holy Spirit comes in wind and fire, Peter recognizes, yes, this is what the prophet Joel was talking about when he said, in the last days, at the end of the age, at the time of the fulfillment of God's promises, when God will dwell with his people. In the last days, God declares, I will pour out my spirit, my ruach, on all flesh. And that's what's happening here, Peter says. New creation, the reign of God. And then he starts to talk about Jesus. He says, this Jesus, raised by God from death, Raised to the right hand of God, with God, sharing God's life, sharing God's power, sharing God's spirit, has poured out the Holy Spirit. Therefore, let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah. They recognize the Spirit of God, the animating Ruach, who spoke by the prophets source of life and wisdom and power and justice, whereby God creates and recreates, promised by the prophet Joel, the spirit present in Jesus, in and with and among them, poured out. And they go on, filled with the spirit, to do the same kinds of things that Jesus did. The spirit-powered acts of the apostles are like the spirit-powered acts of Jesus. And they carry his work forward through all the earth, proclaiming the kingdom, bringing the new creation. And I think they also recognize Jesus present in the Spirit. What they do in the power of the Spirit, they do in the name of Jesus. And Paul says, you're in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. The Spirit of God 
for Paul is the spirit of Christ. And so I wonder if maybe they recognized Jesus in the spirit somewhat in the way I recognized my mom. And the way this man I was talking about recognized Jesus in John the 23rd. I'm, I'm not comparing my mom or, or John the 23rd to Jesus or the spirit. I'm just clumsily trying to say that you recognize someone you know. And they knew Jesus. And they recognized him in the spirit. Present in the spirit. Obviously, it's a little different for us. We didn't know Jesus before his death and resurrection. But the Spirit is poured out on us too. And we can let the Spirit fill us and let the Spirit recreate us and live and do God's work in the power of the Spirit. And Jesus is present with us too, in the Spirit, with us and in us and among us. And that's good news. Let's confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Transformed being transformed by the life-giving power of the resurrection. Let's pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. Each petition will end, hear us, O God, and will respond, your mercy is great. Breath of God, with a mighty rush, your church was set alight by holy fire. Kindle in our hearts the blaze of your love, that we may proclaim your saving grace to all the world. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Breath of God, every living thing depends on you for life and sustenance. Help us to be open to receive the life and goodness you offer. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Breath of God, in our weakness, we don't know how to pray. Intercede for us and with us, bringing hope and healing to the anxious, the sorrowful, and all those who are suffering or who are sick. In particular, we pray for those we name silently or out loud. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Breath of God in hope. We wait for that which we cannot see. Unite us with your saints who have gone before us as we welcome the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. 
Hear our prayers, gracious God, and grant all that we need to live as your spirit-filled people in the name of the risen Jesus. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let's say the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
the blessing of God who gives us life and every good thing be upon you, be with you now and forever in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.